Blog Talk Radio. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. This is the Rise and Shine, Shine Series, Episode 3, Part 1. Today I have Dorena Kurz, a certified practitioner of feng shui and space clearing. And she is a modern-day Sherlock Holmes. The mysteries she solves are of the energetic kind, involving the homes and workspaces of her mostly female entrepreneurial clients. Best known as the space doula, she geeks out on sleuthing the root causes of whatever's keeping her clients from living their dreams. Her tips and strategies on how to use the energy of a home or workspace to change the patterns that show up in our lives have been featured in the Simply Space blog, as well as many podcasts, including the Brody Welch Show, Blog Talk Radio, Breaking Free Show, Hay House Radio. I met Dorena in just about the end of 2015 in an online coaching group, and I felt an instant kindred spiritual connection to her. I felt we were both the meek ones in the group, and now (laughs) I laugh because look at us now. We've had the opportunity to meet in person, even though she lives in North Carolina and I live in Northern California. And Dorena, I cannot wait to hug you again. <laughs> Welcome oh, to the Best me Life too. Cafe. <laughs> I know, right? It's been a long time. I always remember us sitting in Pam Grout's, uh, if we were at the I Can Do It in Denver, Colorado, and we were, it was just yeah. me and you. And we were holding hands, not like, you know, like we had, we had met each other so much through, you know, our intimate connection on the phone. But I remember just sitting there holding your hand for a minute going, wow, this is like such a cool thing we were doing. Those days were so fun. They were. I had forgotten about that. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So there is so much to unpack with you. Uh, you know, your love and excitement every time you get to dive into somebody's space is so contagious. And it's, you know, honestly, after working with you myself and, and seeing your work and knowing what you do, there's just so much to be said about your space reflecting your life. And I kind of learned it the hard way with you, which was great. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But we'll talk about that. In your, feel in your home is everything and now that I live alone and I've just really gotten into that I literally walk in my door and say hello little home like I love you so much because I'm in such a beautiful space now and I feel so energetically different and so just you know we're going to talk about all of that but starting there like what was, you know, give us a little background of who you are for our listeners. And then what was your inspiration to do this work? Like your rise and shine moment of like, I have to bring this to the world. Yeah, it started, I mean, in some ways it started, <laughs> I laugh, it started the moment I was born. Um, astrologically, <laughs> I'm a cancer sun and cancer rising and Virgo moon which is just this trifecta of home and having everything in its place. And so when I was, when I was little, um, like I feel like many of us, or at least the people I hang around with all had traumatic childhoods. And one of the things I did because everything outside of my bedroom was out of my control and there was anger and yelling. And, and so I would move my furniture around um, like not even realizing I was doing feng shui but moving my furniture until it felt good. And and so that's really, you know, kind of was, was the very beginning of it. But then fast forward 
I was in corporate America for years, and then one of my dreams was always to be an interior decorator. And I talked myself out of it 101 times. And then there was, I had an opportunity um, in my 30s, I guess it was, um, to partner in an interior decorating company. And my partner was, she was the watercolorist, and she had the vision and the creativity, and, and I was the muscles. And so we would go into people's homes and move furniture, but all from a decorating perspective and paint. She moved um, out of town um, to move closer to family, and I was like, I can't do this by myself because she was like the inspirational artistic side. And so she's like, oh, you should open an interior, or not interior, a um, professional organizing company. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, like, I can organize with my eyes closed. So I, I did that. So I started off on my own, um, and that was six or seven years ago. And I quickly got frustrated because people wanted their houses to look pretty. And I was like, no, I want to dive deeper. And I wanted to understand why they were holding on to things. And I didn't just want to organize their shoes. I was like, no, let's, let's look at why you're placing things in certain areas. Let's look at why you're holding on to things. Um, so from there, I became a certified clutter clearing coach, which helped. But then there was still a missing piece. And um, I took a deep dive into the energy world. Um, became a Reiki master, uh, did crystal energy therapist, did all the, the fun things. And then I, I fell back into feng shui, which I had studied decades ago. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a missing piece. And I'll, like my aha, my rise and shine moment was I was in training um, and I was at my mentor's home and uh, we were going over the Bagua map, which is an energy map, and the Bagua map tells you what area of your home is related to what area of your life. And I all of a sudden it was like, oh, my gosh, this tells me where somebody's stuck. I'm like, this answers all the questions. So when you tell me um, there's an issue in your relationship or an issue in your career or money's not flowing, I know where to look in your house, and I can see, like I can see the stuck energy or you don't even have to tell me where it's stuck in your life and I can look at your home and be like, oh, well, how's your love life going? Or how's this going? So it just, that was, um, that enabled me to see subconsciously what was going on because our home subconsciously, um, they hold our, our patterns. You know, I am fascinated. <laughs> I am fa- No, I, I love, I am fascinated by that because, you know, like what you said is you can tell somebody when they're stuck, where they're stuck, just by looking in their home. And I've known that, you, you know, I, I say you have psychic abilities because I know some of your stories about finding things or telling people you need to look in your closet because energetically you're getting some message on what that is. And so I think um, a simple, you know, definition of feng shui is what? Like if you could just, subscri- you know, describe a simple feng shui so people understand that whole meaning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really just bringing flow and harmony into your space. Um, yeah. Balance, balance, flow, and harmony is, is what we're doing. Um, and you can do that through, you know, placement of objects, things that you bring in. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's – in traditional <laughs> function, there's a lot of rules. <laughs> what? I said things that you throw out. <laughs> things that you things throw out. So I always talk about. I always talk about it in subtracting, shifting, and adding. 
you know, so there's what do you need to take out of your space so that it's more energetically aligned? What do you need to shift and what do you need to add? So it's a little mathematical. I love that, the analytical mind. But, but so it's a feeling because everything's feelings, right? Like we're all about how we feel. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just learning now that feelings is, is the secret to everything and honoring our feelings. And so in, in a house, and, I mean, we could sort of dive into how that was for me. I was living in a very um, unsympathetic it was a very uh, unbalanced home life. I had, you know, more of a, if, you know, nobody can see me, but like there was one person that was a little higher on the level of how things are going to go. And I didn't have a whole lot of say in how those things were going to go. And as I started to get my voice in 2015 mm-hmm. and rise into what was important to me and how I felt, my home became really important to me. And I realized I never had the security, which was why I never energetically felt safe or to move things around and safe to change the home. And it was the lack of security and the lack of the way I felt in the home. I allowed that. I stayed mm-hmm. home. Uh, so when I, I think it was two, I was trying to figure out what date it was, but I want to say it was the end of 17, early 18. And you, I decided to work with you because I was ready to change my space and really start to feel good. I kind of made a decision I was going to, stay in my relationship and we're going to work, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, so we started working together and we went room by room. And I remember when I cleaned the kitchen and organized the pantry and I sent you pictures mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, it feels so good. But let's talk a little bit about when we got to that darker part of my house and you were like, wait a minute. And I, so if you want to talk about your experience, because for me, it was like, oh, it's just a desk. But for you, it was a lot more. Yeah, so one of, um, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, you know, tell me about your process. And I said, well, I always, you know, people think that right away, we're going to dive into your house, you know, like, I'll, I do work virtually, but also in person. And they're like, okay, let me show you my face. And I'm like, well, no, wait, we're just going to talk for a while. And and I want to understand what's going on. And so one of the things that, um, that you had said that really stuck in my mind was because you're in the tax and accounting business, you have definite like peaks, peak periods, right? Where it's just like all in, all in on work. And I remember you talking about your partner at the time getting really, really angry during those times of, of, when, when you had to focus on work. And so I can yeah. feel the friction and listening to how you described him and, and his reactions to those periods of time. And you're like, you know, just want to get on the other side of this. It's going to be better. And so one of the things, <laughs> as I looked at your home, <laughs> you know, so it's always like, you know, when tax season's over, it's all going to, you know, it's going to be calm again, but tax season's like half, you know, six months of the year. Well, now, now 12 months, maybe with all the, yeah, now it's 12 minutes, so we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> With all the extensions and whatnot. But so, so the area of your home is where, of career, is where you had a roll-top desk. And the career area in, in that home also happened to be the front door. So when you walked into your home, there's this massive roll-top desk. And so when I asked about it, it's like, oh, well, that's my partner's. And I'm like, well, does it have to stay there? Because it's to, 
what's always interesting is to the people whose home it is, it feels very natural and you don't think about it because we put things right. in a place that is familiar to us, that our subconscious is directing. You know, Freud talks about our subconscious mind, that 90% of where we operate from is our subconscious. It's like the iceberg that we don't see underneath the water, and then there's 10% that we, um, of our conscious mind. So we place these things in our home unknowingly, but when I come and see this desk sitting in the career area, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense there. It doesn't fit. Like, you don't logically put a desk right when you walk in the door. And you're like, well, it's my partner's. And I'm like, well, can we move it? And you said, no. And I, I remember thinking, this desk nope. has got to get out of here because it was so big and so massive. And that was just like how big and massive he tried to insert himself into your career during those times and make life hell. And, and so I was like, wow, I, I've got to get this out of her career so she doesn't feel that weight of him. Like it was his desk, his energy. It's it, so interesting the way you clearer. describe that. Wow, yeah. Even like, even like it was where he dumped everything. And so I just well, like, can we clean it up? Can we move it? And it was just like, no, no, no. And so then I remember, this is like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take every roadblock out of the way, right? So I remember saying like, okay, if the moving fairies show up, because it was like it was too heavy and the desk was fragile. It's like, no, if we move it, it's going to break. Yes. Yeah. And I remember saying, if the moving fairies show up magically and move the desk to this other room, then will he say okay? No. No. And what's interesting is that was the point for me, I feel like now looking back, not knowing that at the time, that sort of opened up for me, I don't have a voice in this relationship. I really don't have a voice here. And so it was just interesting how this one little item, you know, could bring up so much. And we, you know, we all know that, you know, not all of us, but a lot of us know the rest of the story that happened in the next six months. Like my whole life changed. I left the home. I left the desk. You know, <laughs> I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of things happened to that showed his true self in the most, you know, flagrant way. And so the, I guess the back to you is that the work works, even if you don't know it's working at the time, because we kind of moved on from the desk, you know, and I got the rest mm-hmm. of my house cleaned up and I was all happy. But the events that happened afterwards had everything to do with the fact that of who that person was, how he was controlling my life and what I needed to do to break free. So thank you for that, because I am extremely happy that that, chapter of my life is over (laughs) it really did highlight it highlighted him you know just it's sometimes um it's harder to see or we make excuses for somebody else and then when something so logical comes along and there wasn't it wasn't like there's no other place for the desk there was a very like very logical place in the next room that made more sense right so and so Mm -hmm. when we talk about feng shui it would allow the energy to more freely flow in through the front door because there's not this massive thing sitting there but we also worked on other things so we worked on where you did have control right so you didn't have control over him um or moving the desk so then we went you were in separate rooms at the time and so we were working a lot on on your bedroom 
which you weren't owning either because it previously right. it was your daughter. And so it was like, okay, let's own this space and claim the space. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I'm so glad that's over. <laughs> so, but that just kind of brings up what you can actually do for a relationship, you know, and, and in relationships are really the core of our lives. Like that, not, and I'm not, not even just only talking about partnerships, but, but in romantic relationships, you know, I was going through your website, or I don't know where it was, maybe a Facebook, and you had these two pictures of a bedroom. And one mm-hmm. showed a picture of a really cool space, and one showed a different space. And you said, if you were trying to improve the romance in your relationship or bring in a relationship into your life, which one would you choose? And I stared mm-hmm. at that for a long time because it's like almost like you're – I was like, well, if I choose that, if I choose the two nightstands and the two lamps and the two pillows because that's relationship. Mm-hmm oh my God, I might draw that into my life, you know? And like, is that what I want? And so you get to this like mm. ah, moment of you, ha- I, I really just had to sit with that for a minute because I'm obviously not sure what I want in my life yet. But so anyways, I just want you to touch a little bit on what the relationship part and how to enhance that for people or keep yourself single. <laughs> right. It's, it's so fascinating because I, um, I was staying at a friend's house um, about a year ago, and um, she asked me to, you know, kind of lay out the Bagua map for our home, and, and I'm looking at the relationship, she's single, and I'm looking at the relationship area, and it's completely, like, it was cut out, so it, uh, when we say it's cut out, it would be, like, um, like, a corner missing. So the relationship area of your home um, from the Western perspective of feng shui, we look at um, from the front door. So if you were standing at your front door, the main door to your home, looking in as if you were going to walk in your door, it's the back right corner, the very far back right corner. So for her, I'm looking at the space, and it's like the corner. The, architecturally, it's cut out. And not only was it cut out, she also had a lot of singular things in it. Like one, like there was one Buddha and one, you know, just, and so it was a very singular space. And I pointed out, she said, that's cool. Cause I don't want a relationship. You know, <laughs> it was a beautiful She's like, space. I'm perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's also the relationship with friends and other one-on-one, you know, one-on-one relationships. But when you look at that space, um, you want it, like, how do you want to feel in your relationship? And that's what right. you want to create in your space. So having pairs of things, let's say you do want to draw in a relationship. And so that picture was on Facebook and it was a little bit of a trick question because I realized the question with the two nightstands, that bed actually didn't have a headboard. And in feng shui, a headboard is very supportive. So you would want that headboard. Mm. But what was interesting about of the two pictures posted, the one picture had two nightstands that were very different sizes. Right. And so when we are in relationships, I kind of want to say all of us, right? Like, I hope, or I'm tripping on my words, but like, want to be equally balanced in a relationship and not have one person more domineering than another. And maybe that is familiar to some of us. Um, But ideally, what I what I want for for everyone is to feel equality, right? To feel like they have a voice as much as the other person, and one's not more dominant than the other. Well, when you have one nightstand, that's I like. I had one client who it was a massive trunk, like 
huge trunk. And then that was her husband. And then on her side was this tiny little petite nightstand. <laughs> and when I said, do you feel like you have equal say? Do you feel like you're hurting? And you're like, no, 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 no. And so that's when that, that shows up in the bedroom with nightstands. So I'm always looking. Wow. And they don't have to be identical, but equal weight, energetically that they're the same, so that one doesn't feel larger than the other. It's so interesting because I was thinking about the, 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 the two of everything. So if you're a, a person who's single and you live alone and you're call, you, know, you want to call in a relationship and do you go out and buy two headstands? You know, like it's like at some point um, – but I think you even I think we've had this conversation where it was like if you have two little one swan, go get buy two swans. If you have, mm-hmm. you know, a plant, buy two plants. And so I think it's just a matter of getting comfortable with the twosome after especially after being single, especially after ending a traumatic relationship. Like so it's learning to trust again and I'm thinking like slow steps of twos will ultimately bring who, you know, I don't carry it away, but I'm just saying, I think that for other people who are looking for, for their relationships to either balance out or, or bring in, like just kind of bringing those couples, two things together, whether it's nightstands, towels, do you agree? Right. Uh, Yes. And like one other thing is, especially for you in the trust, and this, it was the same for me. um, When I, you know, when I had, I had the traumatic divorce. And so sure. we want to feel safe in a relationship. So yes, it's adding right. two things. You want to make space. Like when you're ready, you want to make space for this other person to enter your life, but you also want to feel safe. And so one of the things, every, um, every area of the Bagua is associated with an element. The relationship area is associated with the earth element. So you want to feel grounded in your relationship. Right. So that's, um, that will show up in things that are square, earth tones. You know, if we bring crystals into the conversation, are there crystals that you can, you know, from protection like a smoky quartz or a black tourmaline that you could place? You know, so you want to draw on the love, but you also want to feel safe in that space. So the yeah. position, I guess I want to make one point, is that the back right corner of your home is the relationship area. But I also look at people's bedrooms when I look at their relationship. Sure. And those yeah. spaces are, for you, for you and I, actually, our relationship area is also our bedroom. But for some people, that's not yeah. the same space. It's going to be different. Right. Um, so in your, is your bed in the power position, right? Or is your bed so that you can't see the door? Like, I'm not going to feel safe if my bed is on, a, on the same wall as the door and I actually can't see somebody coming in. I want my bed diagonal from the door against the solid wall. So if I have a window behind my bed, I'm not going to feel safe right? or as safe or if I can't see the door freely. So we want to make sure from that perspective that not only are you drawing somebody in, but that you're feeling safe in your, in your relationship. I love that. Okay, let's talk a little bit about color. Uh, you know, um, I was watching, I don't know what I was watching, but there was like some, or, and, and you're, you're not like an organizer, but you are in a way. 
because or, his organization mm-hmm. is important, you know. But I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, they were, they were talking about how the rainbow of colors, there's this new thing, like, you should have these rainbows of colors in your closet and these rainbows of colors of books and, you know, like, and so why is color and, and how do you attract the right color and, and how, why is color important? Color is one of the, um, the biggest ways to actually energet- energetically shift the space. I mean, you can change the energy of space the fastest you know, by painting a room. Like I was looking at, we look at houses like it's our hobby, I think. I just looked at a house on Zillow, red walls everywhere, and I was like, oh, heck no. That's like, (laughs) (laughs) but so different different colors are going to be associated with different things. So if you want a calming environment, blues are good, right? Or if I'm working on my throat chakra, I want to be around a lot of blue. Like my walls in my office are blue. Um, if I want to, if I want to activate um, passion, you know, there might be some red in there. But to me, red can also be that fine line can flip to anger, like fire, so, and yeah, right. So I like to soften it and go more towards the purple. Um, but if you want to vitality and health, you're going to bring green in. And so every area of the Bagua map not only is associated with an element like fire, water, earth or metal, um, it's also associated with a color. So, uh, for instance, the relationship area are going to be your pinks and white, and your wealth area are going to be purples and greens. And so, but it's interesting because I'm like, to, to me, if you painted a room every, the feng shui, the correct feng shui color, it would look like a rainbow. It and would like, be a rainbow, yes. I'm like, nah, I'm not sure I want to do that. But you could bring color in other ways. You know, it could be a pillow or a candle. Right. Or base or, yeah. I, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's been, it's fun to sort of decorate your own home. You know, I was raised with five kids, five, you know, brothers. I was always in a house full of people. I had kids really young, so I always had kids running around. And it would, took everything I had just to keep a space clean let alone decorate. And so it's been really fun for me to discover I have my own style and I have my own color scheme and I have my own desires on how. And so I'm just really now, after two years, getting into that process, you know, getting into that, what do I like? And I just moved my furniture, ironically. It was like all of a sudden fall hit. I don't need the air conditioner. I'm like, and I have a very small space with like, move it. So before we go on, I want you to tell people where they can find you, and then we're going to uh, end this podcast and head head over to part two of this. But would you tell everybody how they can find you and where they can find the Bagua map? Yeah, so if you go to my website, which is spacedoula.com, S-P-A-C-E, and then D-O-U-L-A, you can actually – there's uh, you can sign up and receive the Bagua map and uh, as well as a video on how to use it. And then I'm also on Facebook. Um, so I think if you, it's like space, I guess it's just space doula, facebook.com space doula. Yeah. And I have a private Facebook community, which is um, complimentary. It's free. And it's where we do all kinds of fun stuff. And I, you do a lot, a lot there, of fun so. stuff there. You do. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love when I catch in. Okay. So Dorena, thank you for your time right now. And uh, we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you.